Hi, I'm Brett with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before this episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer and beer to just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a Fred request on Untap, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Tyler. And I'm Chris. And along with us today is our producer, Mike. Today's episode, we will be reviewing Radical Road Brewing Company out of Toronto. We'll be highlighting two of their beers. The first one is the Yuzu, which is a pale ale. And the second beer is a low-calorie IPA called Four Track. Nice. That'll be interesting. And to finish off the episode, we will talk about our upcoming thoughts on the 2020-2021 NBA season. So stay tuned to that. That's going to be an interesting conversation for sure. microbrewery and brew pub in the Leslievale district of Toronto at 1177 Queen Street East. It's a black painted building with a huge decal of Radical Road in the middle, so I assume you guys can't miss that. No, yeah. it would be hard to miss that. I, I would sure. hope so, yeah. It'd be interesting <laughs> if you did miss it, though. <laughs> Love a story around that. So their beer was inspired by the great European pubs that brought people together, nice. which is kind of nice in this kind of time. Yeah. Uh, they produce a variety of styles with exciting ingredients, but always try to stay true to its roots. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, right now, what they're doing is just pick up. Um, as we know, Toronto is in the uh, lockdown. Lockdown. Uh, gray. If region. You gray, yes. <laughs> yeah, gray, exactly. So uh, basically, they're just letting one person in at a time, doing online ordering, and they're now doing home delivery uh, within their brewery area for uh, it, for orders $75 or more. So, okay. Uh, I, I think that's awesome. And, and then anywhere in Ontario through Canada Post, uh, you know, with, with a flat fee, with which a lot of breweries are doing. Right. But also available Canada wide as well through the Craft Tap app. Oh wow! The Craft Tap app. Yes, you can uh, buy that... You can buy beer from anywhere in Canada. That is a mouthful. Right? Yeah, I'm not familiar too I, much I'm with that. I'm not familiar actually. with that either. We're I've been looking into it. Out. I feel as though maybe do some little Christmas special. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll get there. All right. Uh, but they also have ten beers offered right now, including the ones that we'll be reviewing today. Yeah. Plus uh, both a grapefruit and pineapple sour out of their Straight Up series. Okay. Oh, I'm a big nice. fan right. of pineapple sours. I think that'd be all right. That sounds yeah. awesome. Uh, their 8-track IPA, which is a higher calorie version of their 4-pack. A Dango. dango I, English is a very hard language. <laughs> <to me>. But <laughs> it's a Doppelbach. And my most favorite, a beer just called Beer. Yeah. Very original. Right? You know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to keep it simple for those people that struggle with English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think we have to also shout out to the uh, and commend them on their cucumber mint Kolsch. Um, I haven't had it, but you guys Damn, have, right? Damn, was so, it tasty. It was really yeah, good, yeah. 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 So we, we'll, we'll, we'll mention Julian now uh, at the brewery. He um, he hooked us up with the beers for today's episode, and, okay. and he sent, sent along uh, a couple others. Uh, <laughs> and w- one of them was the Cucumber Mint Kolsch. And, yeah, and you it was had really the 8-track. I had the 8-track, yeah. How was that? It was good. 
Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I and mean, I believe we had one extra that we uh, pawned that off to the producer, Mike. So, um, Mike. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the perks. The perks of producing. It'll be interesting to see when we have the four track, whether it's similar to the eight track, just kind of low. Or power. half. I, I know yeah. Fight's going to come in here and Brad's going to be like, well, maybe it's half as good. Well, you know, you know <laughs> four is half of eight. It, it just makes sense. Uh, so, has any actually has anybody actually gone to the brewery before? I have seen it. I have not been in it, unfortunately. I've driven past it once. Right. Um, I think it's close to, uh, isn't it close to Left Field, who yeah. we did in the Left Field, first Black Lab, Rocherach, all in yeah. there yeah. in that uh, kind of radius. Uh, Radical Road does provide or pride themselves on partnerships. And one of the big partnerships they've had is with uh, John Epping, who's yeah, a nice. uh, world-renowned curler. And they have both the Epic Ale and Amber. And it's ex- actually exclusively available at 30 curling clubs across Ontario. And also, also you can pick it up in the brewery as well. For sure. Pretty That's sweet awesome. deal. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know that. And so Chris and I, I mean, Chris, I think you still curl. I don't know if that's still not, on right Not now. this year Sorry, because of, of COVID, else. but yes, absolutely. Yeah. But we're, we're avid curling fans, so that's mm-hmm. nice to see. I, I haven't had that beer, and I'm willing just to try it just based on uh, John Epping. Yeah, so. it, it's not at my curling club, so I wonder if we can... Maybe I'll talk to them for next year and see if we can yeah, get it. Yeah, make sure they get top. it in. Yeah. Make sure they get it. Right. So I think uh, they, they have an interesting kind of concept. Some of these breweries have this, and uh, it's the Radical Roadster. So um, I did a little bit of research in this because I, I might be getting married at some point in time. Dun, oh, dun, is, that, dun. is that right? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's still a long ways away. There's yeah. time. <laughs> But it is interesting to, to have the concept. So what it is, is it's a, the craft beer experience uh, on wheels. So it kind of has this old, rustic, kind of trailer feeling to it. Um, any more information, uh, Brett? So they actually show up at your party, wedding, event, whatever, you know, whatever you're throwing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they provide the staff, set up, give you two canned beers plus a specialty 30-liter uh, keg on draft. Like just nice. two single canned beers? Yeah. They're just like, two single two canned beers. <laughs> Split actually, them amongst your It's party. actually, you fight to death, <laughs> and <then everyone laughs> gets the two cans. For, first sure. and second prize. Right? Yeah. But there's a premium package. Okay. Which actually allows you to go down to the brewery. Create your own beer with their beer master or brewer, along with getting event-specific labels with a photo that you provide. I feel as though, Tyler, this could be something that might be up your alley. Yeah, no, I'd definitely look into it. I don't know if uh, my fiancé would appreciate me putting the Craft Beer Connoisseur's (laughs) logo logo on Yeah, maybe maybe we should do a Craft Beer Connoisseur's beer. Right. At the wedding, though. Like, just self-promote, right? Like, sure. That's at at the wedding? I think that's great promotion. Yeah. You know, just have 200 people, maybe, hopefully, you know, never know with COVID. I'll have to but talk to the partners and see if they'll uh, split the cost then uh, for the promotion on it. <laughs> I feel you know, that's, not, that's not coming out of the uh, yeah, that kind of sewers. That's uh, the wedding account. budget, oh, not, yeah, the, not the podcast budget. That has nothing to do with us. <laughs> just, <laughs> so looking at some of the photos um, online of the brewery, because I haven't been before, it does have that kind of pub feel to it. Yeah, it um, does. And that's, that's kind of the atmosphere that I enjoy as well. Uh, going back to university days, and you have your clubs, you have your bars, and whatnot. There were some kind of old pub kind of uh, uh, pubs out there, brews. Yeah. So I, I enjoy that. So it's it's nice to see that they've kind of brought that uh, that feeling into their, their brewery. Their yeah, club. and of course it sucks for them that they can't be open right now and have people actually in the pub enjoying it as it's meant to be. But hopefully, shortly we'll be able to do that. Hopefully, as soon as COVID clears up, whenever that's going to be, uh, we can make a trip down there for sure. Definitely. Love to try every single one of them. Just keep getting flights. Just keep, <laughs> yeah. keep it's them a, coming. Keep it's them a coming. great spot. You mentioned four breweries right yeah, there. Like, exactly. Just, you, could, you could hit all I those I could make four a day or a week 
of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I wonder. I wonder if they, because you mentioned that they do a bunch of partnerships. I've won, I wonder if they've set up with uh, different breweries in there to right. kind of do like a, a brewery kind of crawl. Yeah, that'd be uh, nice. I don't know if they have anything or scheduled. Just, or even, or even just, just a collab event. beer as well. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah you'd think that with all those breweries so close, they would do a collab. I don't. I think some of them probably have, but I don't know if Radical Road has. We'll no. have to check that out. Yeah, but, absolutely. And but if yeah. they haven't, then we've just told them that maybe they should do that. Yeah, right? giving them an idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So what we're gonna do <laughs> is we're gonna link all of their information on our social media, much like we do with every other brewery. Um, and we'll see uh, see if they appreciate that. I'm sure they will. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> we do have uh, the two beers that we're gonna review coming up next, and hopefully they taste very very good. Delightful. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are, want to thank Julian for sending us the beers from Radical Road, so thank you, absolute. Julian. Thank An you, absolute Julian. beauty, if you will. The first beer today is a Yuzu Pale Ale, which is a 5 ABV and 40 IBU. The Yuzu fruit itself is used to create a classic pale ale style, but with a twist. Ooh, hmm. twist. That combined with Northwest hops creates a bright blend of citrus flavors. Nice. Sounds really good. So uh, on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. And the overall rating for this Yuzu Pale Ale on uh, Untapped is 3.54 bottle caps out of five, with about 4,300 check-ins. Yeah, so it's about average. Yeah, average yeah, rating. yeah, yeah pretty sure. good. Nice. Yeah, so... This is th- your time. Well, we're going to get there in a second. I just wanted to touch base on the Yuzu fruit. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. I'm, I've never had the Uzu fruit. I don't think I have. Well, I certainly haven't had the fruit. Right. I don't think I've had a beer with it. In I don't it. even think like I would know if you would have put it in front of me. That was the Uzu that fruit. That was the Uzu fruit. Yeah. Right. You right? know when you, you're at the grocery store and there's a bunch of things that you see and you're like, I have no clue what that is. They're like these weird like spiky fruits and stuff like that. Maybe like a, one of them's a Yuzu. Like a dragon fruit? I know my yeah, dad something like a dragon that. fruit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Now it's your time. Let's open her up. I know I say it every episode, but isn't that the best sound? And I know I say it every episode, but we want to make sure that everyone uses the proper glassware, so we're drinking this pale ale out of a pint glass. I'm just happy to be drinking. Safely, of course. Absolutely. Mine got a little bit of foliage probably in transportation here from Chris's place over to mine. Foliage. Also, the uh, yeah. <laughs> the producers like a pine needle. <laughs> producers coming in clutch with what yuzu a yuzu fruit. fruit looks like. Feels it looks like a lemon, Look, mango kind of thing. It looks like a, a mix between a, an orange and a yeah. mango, maybe? How about we just say it's citrus? Let's right. yeah, <laughs> go with citrus. There it is. All right, so let's uh, let's start smelling this, Poppy. Well, it certainly it's smells good. citrusy. Oh, that's there's a lot of citrus coming yeah. off that scent for sure. If we were more connoisseurs of yuzu fruit, we could say, yeah, that's the it yuzu. smells exactly like yeah. the yuzu. It's, that'll be our next podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about fruit. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to uh, drink this eventually, but I will wait my turn. Yeah, Attaboy. it's like a nice kind of golden color. Yeah, a little yeah, hazy to it. A little bit hazy. A little yeah. bit hazy. But it is nice. It was a, a good frothy head on it that's lingering around, hanging around there. Mm-hmm. Clear-ish. It's, as I say, like you can see through it, but it, it's yeah. got yeah. some haze not, to it. Not as clear as like a lager, but uh, definitely a bit of haze there. But that citrus just hits you right oh, in the yeah, nose. Right, oh, right yeah, right in the nostrils. Which is good. 
Like I, I, I enjoyed the smell of it. That's oh, for me sure. too. Hopefully that comes. Yeah, I was gonna say if this uh, flavor comes through in the beer versus the smell. Yeah, it's gonna be a great beer. So I know we've touched base on some of the fruits in the past that we have tried. Yuzu, obviously not one of them. No. Um, Brett, have you? Did you farm any of the yuzus? <laughs> or uh, no? <laughs> it's what? hard to farm something when you have no idea what it okay, is. Right. When is yuzu season? Yeah, what's, what's yuzu season? Let's uh, um, producer. Well, yeah, put on, producer Mike on that. Yeah, I'm Mike. gonna go with this is just okay. a guess. All right. Um, August. Do you think it's August? <laughs> Mid-August. I think it's probably going to be June. Oh, okay. June to August, June to August, says Mike. Producer Mike. We'll, 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 give that, we'll give that a pass for you. Producer Mike earning that eight track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to see there. Um, anything else you guys want to note before we dip into it? Because I'm holding it and it is cold and yeah. I am, I'm I'm I am thirsty. Thirsty, thirsty. Yeah. thirsty, thirsty. All, right, All right, let's go here. Oh, that is a lot of citrus coming through that. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. That is... I almost feel like it's orange juice and beer. It does taste a lot like orange juice. <laughs> I'm le- yeah, I'm trying to let it sit. Yeah. So I'm going to take another sip. I'm going to let it sit in my mouth a bit just to kind of see what kind of comes out there. You should do that. Just keep it there for yeah, like just 20 a, just seconds a little bit. to see what comes well, out. Well, definitely not 20 seconds. Barely hold my breath 20 seconds. <laughs> Just want to point out that uh, our producer, Mike, was doing a bit more research into the yuzu fruit. So he says that in November or December, the fruit turns to a brilliant golden yellow color. And I think that's pretty much what we're seeing in the beer. Yeah. So I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, it's it's nice. I, I don't I don't feel like it's aggressive in any way. Uh, you do get the citrus kind of feel to it, but mm-hmm. it's. It's something I wouldn't just chug. No, I definitely no. would not chug this beer at all. <laughs> but I would say I feel I'm getting a little, lot more citrus. Yeah. Where, for example, in Canada, it says bursting with life. I feel as though this this life, beer itself, life equals citrus. Yeah, absolutely. There's the connection there. Hundred uh, percent. No, I know, exa- I know exactly what you're talking. I'm about. glad that you've got the can. Yeah. Uh, as per usual, uh, do you want to <laughs> talk a little bit about the can? What you see? What there's you a like? Little, there's a little crazy design on it for sure. I don't know. It's probably parts of the yuzu fruit. Uh, but if you're playing along at home, uh, it does say yuzu in big, big letters on it. Yeah, kind of cool font. Absolutely. Um, yeah, y- yuzu. It's hard to miss, like the logo on their uh, on their brewery. I remember I saw I saw that uh, my local LCBO yesterday. Yeah. And uh, if you know, if how could you tell? Today, it was, how you could tell it was a yuzu? Uh, because the big yuzu just stands out <laughs> right there. Also, yeah. they did have uh, prime. Uh, um, Let's see if the word. Let's see if I can find the word I'm looking for. Where the beer was was right when you walked in. Uh, so oh, you know, prime real estate. Prime yeah. real yeah. estate. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> here for to help each other out. Oh my god! <laughs> Today's not been the day. Uh, so uzu, the actual fruit itself um, is a sharp hybrid of a lime, lemon, and grapefruit, and that is kind of what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And so 100%. again, shout out to producer Mike for finding some information on what the flavor profile of an uzu is. Um, that's I'm, I'm getting that here. Yeah. That's why he gets paid the big bucks yeah. to do all the research. Mike, Mike is definitely earning his money today. It's about time he steps <laughs> yeah, up. You yeah. know, we're only seven episodes in here, and finally he's he's, he's paying off. Yeah. Maybe he'll get a Christmas gift. Maybe. Doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> Highly <laughs> doubtful. For uh, sure. Chris, do you want to talk about the top five flavor profiles? Yeah, so number one is citrusy, which I think we're all getting for Absolutely. sure. Uh, then light, bright, and then... <laughs> 
not a misprint, but citrus again, not just citrusy citrus, uh, and then hoppy. So I, I agree. I'm getting a, quite a bit of hops at the beginning. Um, of every sip I tag, and then the citrus kind of comes in at the end after I get the hops. I don't know about you guys. I think the bitterness, it's more bitter. And maybe it's yeah. just because I'm not a huge grapefruit fan <clears throat> okay. in beer. All right. But I'm finding this a lot more bitter than what I thought it would be off the start as I'm getting through the, the glass. So I've got two comparisons I'm going to draw this to. And this is going to sound maybe like a little bit of a cop-out just because of the uzu. But um, has anybody ever had like a palmello? I what have not. What the hell no? is that? No. Yeah, so a palmello <laughs> is, is like a grapefruit. And so we have them in, at our place in, in Florida. And that's kind of what this is. Also, I just took this last sip, and maybe because I'm like halfway through this now, um, I, I kinda, this is going to sound so strange, but maybe not. It kind of reminded me a little bit of just Sprite, just because of the lemon lime flavor. I totally like, get that. Yeah, like a like mixture I, of like orange juice and Sprite. Yeah. Yeah, for I, sure. could, I like, could be on board with it. it was for just, sure. I just took a, a taste of it and I was just like, I closed my eyes. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to really focus on the flavors here. And like, it was just Sprite esque. Yeah. And I was like, higher right. ABV in this, though, than Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's refreshing. Right? Oh, definitely like refreshing, it for sure. Very refreshing. Yeah, it's very nice. And it's not necessarily what you would expect in the pale ale because of the the yuzu it's very unique like we said i don't think i don't know if i've ever had a yuzu beer um but yeah definitely definitely a little bit unique yeah and i think producer mike has gone full <laughs> research mode here like we're gonna be putting together maybe a five to ten page paper i feel, like, I feel as though is. he's going to no frills on the way home and pick <laughs> like, up some yuzu fruit. he's written down notes and i'm like we got into diameter sizes I, of this I, I think <laughs> did my, you know that it's between 5.5 and 7.5 centimeters no way he's my, prouder than a peacock mike, right now <laughs> mike might be starting his own fruit connoisseurs <laughs> podcast <laughs> so look so. out for that yeah which probably has many thorns that's, like gonna, that's gonna be interesting though because you can't hear his voice that's gonna be a real silent podcast <laughs> he's just gonna be eating flashcards <laughs> flashcards he might want to do more do like a vlog with flashcards yeah. <laughs> yeah. straight up blog maybe perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> that might be an idea too no that's good so we uh we, we like that information yeah I'm not getting into it. So, so you know, we we've talked quite a bit about this beer. Let's see what we've uh, talked quite a bit about the fruit. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> fair point. And Sprite, apparently. Yeah. So let's see what other uh, untapped users have to say about this one. All right. So Katrina S. Her username is K Sirwilo. Uh, had this to say on November 21st. Um, she good. Uh, her profile pic is of her dr- drinking a frozen margarita, so she must like her mixed drinks as well. Wow, yeah. Wow. Um, Katrina gave it a four out of five. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it's a good rating. Um, obviously higher than the average, so you like to see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, on to the next one. Scott G, Pharmacist Scott. Pharmacist. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to look into yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Do a background check on that just to make sure. His user headlines make it enough, so that's a Simpsons reference, obviously, to beers. So we like to see the, the collaboration uh, of that. Uh, so they reviewed the beer in this way. The aroma on this one is just insane, almost like a trip to the tropics. Flavor is also great, plus lots of bitterness. Scott gave the beer a 4.25 out of 5. That would nice. literally be my review. Yeah, I think of this beer. I, I can't yeah? disagree with anything that Scott said. What about <laughs> Katrina? Anybody got any disagreements? <laughs> I feel as though that she, she could have went longer than yeah. she good. She good. It's yeah. good 
for sure. Yeah. For All sure. Right, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'll start us off with our ratings. Um, I'm going to be probably right around the average, so I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah. So I think I'm sitting around probably around the average as well with a 3.5. I am not going to break the average. I'm also sitting at a 3.5. Our producer, um, well, he's giving it a 3.5 as well. So this should be an easy mathematics for him. Yes. Chris, Chris, what's the math on 3.5 times 4? I think that Divided gives by us four. an average of 3.5. Hard to screw that one. Yeah. About time we had more decimal points little, in there. A little consistency. Absolutely. Well, looking forward to beer number two. That's going to be on its way next. All right, the second beer today is the Four Track IPA, and it has an ABV of 4.0 and zero IBUs. That's interesting. I, that's weird. IPA? IPA was zero, zero IBUs. IBU. Okay. Yeah. And, right. and also, it has less than 100 calories. Nice. And it has no residual sugars, and it is keto-friendly. So when you say less than 100 calories, is that 99? It is 99 calories. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel as though it's the old Wayne Gretzky beer, the old 99-calorie one. It could be the great one. <laughs> so, so this is a session IPA brewed with a touch of monk fruit. Okay. Oh, another so, new fruit. I was just going to say, I feel like we're in the fruit business here, boys. Uh, producer Mike coming in here. It looks like... It looks like a plum. It kind of has a plum-ish, but also like a kiwi skin to it. Yeah. Mm, I'm weird. I'm weirded out by this monk fruit Thank already. Thank you, producer Mike. So it's uh, a full balanced mouthfeel that has all the flavor of an IPA, just half the calories and no IBUs. This is going to be interesting to get through for sure. It will. The four track IPA has an overall rating of 3.33 bottle caps out of five and only 182 check ins as it's just been recently uh, released. Yeah, so the monk fruit itself. Uh, it's native to southern China and northern Thailand. Oh, you know a little bit about that. I, Thailand. I, <laughs> so I did go on a trip to Asia, for those who didn't know. And if you didn't know, then obviously you haven't heard me talk. I think every listener knows by <laughs> now. Everybody knows you went. But it was not northern Thailand. So I, I don't believe I actually tried any monk fruit when I was over there. Oh, shame. Yeah, so we'll get back to uh, the almanac of producer Mike uh, shortly <laughs> when we move on to it. But uh, yeah, so... We did the, bo- the bottle caps. We're all good yep. on that. So let's move on. I to think the, the next one part. point I will point out yeah. is that yeah. this is only in a 355 can, not in a 473, yeah, which makes sense why it's only 99 calories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if you went to 473, it'd be over 100. It's for a, sure. It's a good marketing ploy. That's exactly. for sure. I, I appreciate that. That's nice. All right. So uh, I, I can see the boys priming here. <laughs> let's go. Prime it up. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, definitely my favorite part because it's it's listening to me speak. So uh, let's open her up. Oh, <laughs> Brad just got squirted in the eye. Holy oh, cannoli! Usually got to pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over and Buddy just took an eye shot. Oh. I hope that monk fruit doesn't sting the eye. Oh. <laughs> the worst part is I still have no idea what monk fruit is, so it might. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll just get it in here right now as just let everyone get know it we're, we're drinking this out of an IPA glass. So uh, <laughs> not, not five. He's drinking it straight <laughs> he, to the eye. He's drinking it through his eyeballs. 
But uh, make sure gonna... make sure you use that proper glassware when you have he's your gonna, beers. He's got a cornea. My eye, my eye has a 4ABV in it right now. <laughs> <He's> got... <laughs> oh, I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. Nobody touches me with a 10-foot pole. No. Uh, All right. So let's take a look at this uh, floor track here. Oh, man. So uh, same kind of coloring, if you will, is the, is the last yes, one that we just had. It is very here. similar. Um, it's it's interesting to note this. I think we go back to uh, Chris's uh, glassware, right? So yeah. by using the IPA glass, we kind of get two different separate colors uh, yes, through this, or clarities or uh, opaqueness, if you will. Sorry, you're talking about clarity? I can only see out of one eye right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want to kick in this shit and have you just jump around like a pirate. Be like Peter Griffin <laughs> off a family guy. Like <laughs> I think we referenced that already. Yeah, this I think we have. Yeah. the second time, yeah. yeah. I like family guy, what can I say? Yeah, <laughs> rinse and repeat, uh, head and shoulders. Um, so, yeah, looking at this is because the glass... Uh, the shape of it, the bottom portion of it is a little bit uh, more condensed. So it does provide a little bit more clarity through the bottom portion. Yeah. But as you move up the glass and it expands its uh, girth, if you will, um, it becomes more hazy. So it, it's, it's kind of interesting just the way that it looks in the glass with the yeah. two different kind of colors with it. Definitely. Yeah. The, the one note I will make about this beer as uh, producer Mike is just, you know, pumping up again with the knowledge <laughs> is that this beer doesn't impact blood sugar levels. Which is nice. Well, the monk fruit doesn't. Oh, is it the monk fruit? The, yeah, that's that's the, the oh. research that he's been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wouldn't well, take that as full science. So. Again, <laughs> only reading out of one eye currently, so everything's being you know and, and, a little and this blurry. Is, this is for you, Brett. Year round is the season. Oh, monk fruits made year round. Yeah. Grown, yeah. Grown, made. Yeah, no, they <laughs> same shit, different day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, so yeah, I think it is interesting to uh, note with this. Obviously, it is keto friendly. So uh, here's a shout out, Nito Keto, for you. Um, and if that's something that you subscribe to, you know what, you can still enjoy a beer. So there's there's no holdbacks on it. Yeah, so for sure. So I, I cheers to that when we eventually do cheers. Can that happen soon? If shortly enough. The okay. smell, I don't think we really kind of talked about the smell. Yeah, bit. it doesn't have a really strong smell. Like no. the yuzu had a really strong citrus smell, and this one is is nothing major. Like a little bit of citrus, but So this might crazy. tell you that monk fruit doesn't have a scent to it? Maybe. Or very mild. Very mild scent? Yeah. It does create a uh, sweetness sensation 250 times stronger than sucrose. Sweetness sensation. That's what hit my eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and Graham have something in common. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so there we go. Gotta get Graham in there. Uh, he's just a cracker. You know, Graham cracker? Cracker or crackhead? Oh, hey. <laughs> oh no. No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, it's a very, it looks like a very simple kind of beer, right? So it's it's going to be interesting. So Well, I, I don't know. Let, let's talk about first, has anyone had a low-calorie beer before? Because I don't think I actually have. I, I think I go back to, like, the mainstream low-cal kind of varieties of yeah. those. I've, I I've tried those. Mill Street had a low-cal one that maybe I had. But for the yeah. most part, I don't really watch my calories, so I really don't care about yeah. the calories you, in our beer. And, and Molson. Molson Mol- had, yeah, Molson what, 67? Had, yeah, that's was right. It? So yeah. I think it was the 67 okay. calories on that. Yeah. Mostly the, the domestics have came out with low-cal stuff. I don't think any for real sure. craft brews, right. micro-brews, macro-brews. That, that's what I mean, like, yeah. more of, like, the kind of the beer. And it'll be interesting because, you know, when we look at beers, they don't publish their nutrition facts on the cans. So I, it, I'd, I'd be interested to know how many calories we're actually drinking for every Wait, Which beer. is good to know for yeah. everybody, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about calorie uh, counting. but And that's fine. That's fine. So uh, should, we, should we get into it? Let, let's taste Let, it. Let's right. okay. We've been holding it long enough. 
Okay. Different. Yeah, that's right. Different I, is right. I mean, it's definitely not as flavorful as, you know, a, a, a normal IPA, if you will. Um, but I don't get that IPA kind of feel to it. No, definitely not. I, I mean, it, you get a... You actually kind of do get a little bit of bitterness, which is you know interesting because you mentioned it almost tastes like a bitter lager. Yeah, in my opinion, I agree. Yeah, I mean it's it it it's nothing special to me, right? That's one sip in, uh, subject to change here. But um, I, there's a bit of a citrus now. That here's the thing with this is I don't know what the monk fruit tastes like, but right. in comparison to the uzu fruit. That was very citrus heavy and very strong. Too. Very, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Very strong. Yeah. So the monk fruit might be a little bit more sedated than uh, than the uzu. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that kind of plays out as I get through the beer. But it does taste very, very light, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel so it's because there's not a whole lot of sugar. The sugars aren't coming through, right? Yeah. Because obviously you got to keep it low calorie, right? Um, in my opinion, I mean this beer is different. For me, I don't know if necessarily that's a good thing or a bad thing, mm-hmm. but this is something that is very off the realm of what maybe I would pick up. Yeah, right. Store I, I think if you were somebody who was <clears throat> looking for low calorie options and who was looking for a, a keto friendly option, I think this would be a good option because I I think some of the other competitors probably are just like no flavor. This you know it. It does lack flavor in terms of an IPA, but it has. It does try some to put something flavor. forward. Yeah, for sure. and I think that's it's a very good point, Chris. Is that this is trying to be exactly what it is, right? It is a low calorie option. It is keto friendly. It's yeah. nice to have that because that market isn't large. Right, definitely not, and definitely not in the craft industry as we were talking about, right? Like, so th- this the does cater guys. to a section, and we're yeah. all for that, right? You cater to a, a different kind of community or a section of a community, and and this kind of hits the mark. On Whatever that, so. is going to get people in the doors, right? Like, right. if this gets people in the doors at Radical Road, then why not? For sure, yeah, yeah. And I have the can in my hand, so this is my time to shine, right? <laughs> Um, they do actually have a It's your time to, <laughs> to shine, to, to shine, shine we will debate. But they do have different notifications on uh, each of their cans. And I think I missed the first one because apparently I didn't read it. Uh, now that I have both my eyesights back in terms of both my eyes, both I can read again. You had two eyesights? <laughs> 20, 20, no, I'm kidding. Uh, this one says, uh, we live on a road less traveled. And I can definitely say that I have not traveled on a road of a low-calorie, keto-friendly IPA before. So this is new for me. I agree with that, for sure. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a road less traveled, like we talked about. Not a lot of breweries doing this sort of beer. So as we drive down this road less traveled, let's look at the top five uh, flavor profiles. So we have, uh, coincidentally enough, number one is citrus, two, watery, three, zippy. Four bitter and five stone fruit. So what what does zippy taste like? Yeah, what is the zippy? (laughs) Well, I would say zippy is more like a and it's maybe a bit of a zing zing at the end. You know, I didn't really uh, realize a cartoon. How how do you taste that? (laughs) Just close your eyes and replay replay that. Cut it back fifteen seconds and replay it, and you'll know exactly (laughs) how that tastes. So, So, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, Citrus, eh. You know, like a little bit, but a, not a tiny, tiny much, bit. No. I, um, I do get a little bit more, maybe than what you guys are. I, yeah. I can, I can taste the citrus come through. Yeah, watery. I get where they're coming from. Yes, yep. um, it's that, and, and that's fair, right? Like we talked about, you you can't have all those sugars that you might usually have in a beer for that yeast to just eat away at. It's like a watery bitterness. Yeah, in this beer, it's pretty much yeah. what I would describe it as, at least for sure. 
The zippy, yeah, it's kind of hard. I think it's just because it, it packs a little bit more of that punch. It's not a full slap, mm. as uh, Brett would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's got it's got like maybe more of that zip that kind of comes in. The stone fruit, I think, is just kind of a, a yet again. It's kind of a cop out to kind of put that in there. Yeah. Uh, stone I mean, fruit, monk is more, fruit is not a tag. <laughs> yeah, it's not tapped. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, to say stone fruit is more of a description of what the fruit is that you're using, right? Is like, monk fruit and stone right. fruit the same thing? So stone fruit is anything like like it has a pit. Right, so that's that's a stone fruit. Yeah. Right. Thank you for your knowledge. Yes, no I problem. Appreciate it. So Farmer, that's Farmer Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, boys. So I just think it's uh, it's kind of a cop out to put that as a flavor profile because a stone fruit could be anything from like a nectarine peach, anything yep. that has the pit in it. Right. So um, to say this is a stone fruit flavor profile that could vary depending on what the fruit actually is. Yeah. I guess Tyler's banking it with producer Mike to do the fruit podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the voice of that puppy. <laughs> but hearing you speak for 45 minutes an episode is something I probably wouldn't... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you, Fife. Yeah. Thank so, you. Well, we, we've kind of talked about what we feel about this beer, so let's see uh, what, what everyone else on Untapped has to say about this one. Yeah, so Sam G. Squamo, uh, S-Q-U-A-M-O, on October 27th had this to say. So the quote was, really nice for a low-cal brewski, very chill. Beer can rely heavily on a high-calorie ingredients. Uh, so when it's pretty good and low-calorie, it's no uh, small feat. So thumbs up. They give it a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like we mentioned, beer probably has a ton of calories. Good thing they don't. I'm a big fan of the word brewski. You toss in a brewski for the broski? Brewski for the broski. I'm there. Uh, Brewmaster Brown, same username. So I don't actually uh, spell that out, do I? No, no, no. No, Uh, no, you're good. Thank God. On November 21st, stated, well, according to the can, apparently I'm on the keto diet while drinking this beer. It won't last long. There's an odd lack of body that one associates with diet beers, or it's just the advertising playing tricks on me. And they gave it a 3.5 out of 5 as well. Interesting. Wow. So I guess it comes to us for our ratings. I'm going to rate this one a 3.00. I'm going to go lower than that. Okay. Uh, I, I understand what marketing they're doing and yeah. where that's going. Uh, but for me, any person, it's just not my cup of tea. For sure. Or, you know, glass of beer, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rate it a 2.25. 2.25, okay. I, I, I'm going to rate it similar to you, Brett. I'm going to rate it a 2.5. Um, I think that it's a it's a good beer if you were looking for this type of beer. But since I'm not, I, I, I can't really put it any higher. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, so then uh, the producer is going to come in with a 3.25. Which brings our total. The math is in quickly here. Congratulations, Mike. With a 2.75 overall. Good job, producer, with the math. Good job. <laughs> that concludes our discussion on Radical Road Brewing and the reviews on the Yuzu and the 4-Track. So stay tuned because we're going to discuss the current happenings of the NBA and give our thoughts on the upcoming season. So I'm pretty excited about this because, you know, I kind of had a little bit of hand in terms of this episode. So I got to pick what we talked about. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I'm pretty excited about the NBA season coming up. Yep. I know. It's not quantum physics? No. <laughs> Go back and redo your research. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I would absolutely have nothing to add to that conversation when we talk about quantum physics. Uh, but... <laughs> 
don't think any of us <laughs> no, would. None yeah, of us would have anything to do. Absolutely not. But we should have talked about fruit. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we did. We did. That's true. So the 2020-2021 NBA season is going to start on December 22nd. 23rd, actually. I just checked, double checked. That. I was going to say, did it not 23rd. change? No, 23rd it did change. for the Raptors, I thought. No, no. Oh, it's starting okay. on the Wednesday. Yeah. 23rd. Okay. The okay. Raptors are starting that day as well, though. The Raptors are starting against the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. That yeah. day. But just, they, have pushed, they have pushed it from the 22nd to the 23rd. All right. They have pushed it. Okay. Um, so lots of different <clears throat> dynamics happening in the NBA this year. Firstly... No random marijuana drug testing this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we lead with. Well, apparently in the bubble, the players loved that there was no drug testing. They so like to get, you know... Read into that what you will. I'm just going to use some... Speculation. James, I'm just going to use some James Blunt here for a second. Uh, they like to get fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> oh you can bleep that out later. Yeah. <laughs> James Blunt. And that's the reference. Okay. Yeah. James Blunt. Hi. Get it now? No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yep. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> so, so what do you got for your NBA conversation? This so, is your episode, so Brett. It, it, you know, this. it feels kind of weird. You know, we're middle of December and the NBA season is about to start. Usually it's kind of in full swing right now. So they're playing 72 games this year as opposed to the regular 82. Um, I think it's written into their TV contracts with ESPN and TNT that they only get paid if they play 72 games. Um, that's why they played the eight uh, games in the to bubble get to the for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to when you kind of think about like records, right? You think about like 50 wins is good for an NBA teams. You have to kind of recalibrate that Absolutely. when yeah. you think about that. Like if you remember when Golden State went 73-9 uh, yeah. three years ago. Yeah. Um, you know. Can't do that this year. No, <laughs> just saying. It'd be hard to do. <laughs> it would be it's hard, hard to do. To do. <laughs> but you can still have the same win percentage. Just yeah, that's true. Yeah, as you say, based on the, win per- the win percentage. Just win percentage. And that's right. how they were going to do the playoffs was just based on win percentage because some yeah. people had different amounts right. of games being. Yeah. And then, so right. what are they doing with the playoffs then for this year? Then, so this year they're doing the seven to ten uh, play-in uh, seed games, if you will. Again, um, I liked it last year. Yeah. I I, um, I I felt as though Phoenix kind of got robbed because you know they were. One eight no in the bubble. Yeah. But, um, well, it's interesting that they're just doing it seven to ten, seven to ten, no matter what. Because right. last year in the bubble, it was I think you had to be within four games mm-hmm. of the eight seed in order to make it to that tournament. So you could have a ten seed that's like, you know, five games behind the nine seed or the seven or the eight seed, whoever they're going to play. Right? They're behind. Let's just yeah, that. They're, they're way behind. behind, and it's like you're still going to give them a chance to get into the playoffs. So. And, and that's the thing, right? It's just that. Everybody's got a chance. Yeah. Right? Like, right. anything can happen. Literally, you could just get on a tear, and exactly. then that's it. Two-thirds of the league is getting into the playoffs. And it's right. almost like, you know, going back to the wildcard. Look at the Nationals, right? You know, they won a wildcard game last year. We're talking about MLB now? I know. Yeah, I'm just going. So, <laughs> no, no, they I just, went all the way through, right? This isn't for you. This is for the, the listeners. But yes, the, I'll, the Washington I'll go back Nationals. Now, don't yes. worry. Uh, how do we feel about Toronto being playing in Tampa? Is what it is. It, right? It's interesting. I mean, I don't think... I don't think any of the teams are going to have fans. So uh, yeah, I I actually read an article that there might be some that have limited fans. Okay, so I'm pretty I don't sure know Texas, play. Yeah. Uh, Florida, but I don't think the Raptors. Will. I know I the NBA was trying mind. to get people in the luxury suites because obviously they're far away from the the court. That was really what they were kind of interested in is protecting the players from the fans. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how well that's going to work, but. To, yeah. to the point of, okay, they're in Tampa. We've seen that before. 
Yeah, when teams relocate, and that's it, just where they're at for the players because they're paying a lot less in taxes. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how that actually works. Though, are they going to be getting paid in U.S. dollars, or because they're part of well, still the Raptors, so do they, they get paid in Canadian? They dollars? They always get paid in in U.S. dollars, and right? You okay. get you get taxed on where your games, where your are, games played. are. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, it's which makes sense. Right? Okay, because yeah. the revenue. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, but I mean, big signing. Obviously, they brought back Van Vliet. Yeah, uh, which was needed. God. Yeah, because. <laughs> 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 to bring him back. The thing is, is we'd he, be fighting for that seven to ten seed. I, right. I, I'm interested though because with Van Vliet, right? Like he said, I want to get paid. I want to get paid. I want to get paid. Right? Like he wants that money. And then I, I don't think he ever wanted to leave the Raptors. I think he wanted to get paid, but at the same time, he wanted to be loyal to Trump. Yeah. So I have yeah. a feeling like if let's say I think Detroit and the Knicks were rumored to be in on him, right? Sure. I feel as though he would have took a little bit less. To come back home to team discount. Obviously, playing in Detroit and New York right now, yeah, not exactly what I would well, want to do. That's the thing with the way the NBA salary cap works is if you have your bird rights with a certain team, which he has with the Raptors, right. they can sign you over the cap, whereas mm-hmm. other teams would have to have the cap space, and no one really had cap space right. this year. So it was like you said, either Detroit or New York. Both those teams are absolutely awful. So you might as well stay in. Toronto. Awful is right, and it's kind of <laughs> the same thing that. With MLSE owning the Raptors as a whole, yeah. it's different than a single person owning the Raptors because as a corporation, they weren't losing money. No. Right? <laughs> they're still no, making they money throughout. Same thing as like the Jays with Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, the one big deal that just happened uh, in the past week, Russell Westbrook for John Wall. That's, yeah. a, that's a big one? That's a, apparently, it was kind of a big deal. I don't know if it's I a mean, really it, big deal. It, it, it's big names. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't really move the needle for either team. I mean... I think Washington will be better than they were if Wall didn't play. Are obviously. we? Are we talking about a bunch of has been so? Pretty much. You know what I mean? Um, like that's what I mean. Like it's just like anything. John like, Wall hasn't paid, played a competitive game in almost two years. Exactly. Right. Right. So Westbrook you don't even still, know what to expect. You know, from I, I think it's a lose lose for both teams, and I'm pretty sure. Yep. Producer Mike is in the same kind of ball game in that I For island. sure. And I'm surprised that Washington had to give up a first round pick Another, also yeah. to mm-hmm. get Westbrook. Right. Like uh, Houston. Uh, gave up two first-round picks and two first-round pick swaps to get Westbrook for Chris Paul, <laughs> and then another first-round pick by Washington. So what I kind of see with this trade, right, yeah. is this is like two fantasy kind of uh, you know players that are looking at it and they're playing with their heart and out their head. They're yeah. like, oh, I need to have this guy. I need to have this guy. Let's make it work. And mm-hmm. oh, I'll, I I need you to toss in an extra draft. Right. And I'm just like, you know what? It does. It doesn't speak to me. Yeah, it, it doesn't really change much, I right. don't think, for either yeah. of those teams. I think Washington will probably be in the eight or nine or the nine or ten um, seed, so they'll be in that playoff. Yep. Houston, I mean, they still have James Harden, so they'll probably be you know top eight. He'll put up fifty five shots a night and score yeah. forty <laughs> points. Same with like Westbrook and Bradley Beal, the backcourt in Washington. Yeah, like they're gonna put up 60, 70 points a night. Their front court, I could probably play in their front court because they're terrible. Well, and they have no, <laughs> they have absolutely no defense. Exactly, so. it's like me in high school. I would play yeah. like Andrea Barnani, just drain three from the corner and play no defense, and then, uh, wa- and then walk back. And then walk back. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, yeah. get back to the, I know the, one, the one. Side. The one sad thing about the Raptors this year though is that a Gasol and Ibaka did leave. Yeah, uh, they went for brighter pastures if you will warm a little bit warmer weather in Definitely California warmer pastures yeah <laughs> uh, but they did bring in uh, Aaron Possibly Bynes greener. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. they did bring in Aaron Bynes Alex Len also Riet Boucher as well who's going to see a lot more playing time this yeah. year um, I have good hopes for the Raptors I think they're going to probably be beat within that 3-4 seed I agree. Yeah, I yeah. think you know, 45 game, 45 to 50 is probably but really good. But what's game. it really matter when you have the Lakers that are just stacked? 
Yeah, they are, they are pretty stacked, especially yeah. with you know LeBron doing his two year eighty five mil and Davis just re upping again. I yeah. think the Lakers, you know, they won the championship. I think they probably definitely won the off season as well. I was just gonna say they they also did better on who they got this off season. Yeah. They're a better team this year going into it than they were last year, right? Like you got Schroeder, you got Harrell, you got Gasol, you got Wesley Matthews now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you have taken your team from what it was to what it is, and you've, you've upgraded. Yeah, but I also like the Clippers getting a Baca. That's definitely an upgrade over Harrell on probably both ends of the floor. I would agree. Um, and then I think they still have a trade to make because I don't think Pat Beverly is going to be their point The Clippers guard. still have something to do, for yeah. sure. Uh, I think, in personally, that... It's going to be a Clippers-Lakers uh, Western Conference final this year. And it should have been last year. It should have been, yes. <laughs> so, Denver went off. Yeah. <laughs> so who are who are the two betting favorites then? What do we got? Uh, I think the Lakers obviously repeat. Lakers and? Um, you know what? I think finally, if nothing happens in Milwaukee, Bucks. I think the Bucks finally That's who I got too. Dude, yeah. the Bucks win? Absolutely not a freaking chance. Uh, Lakers and six. Yep. I'm going with the Lakers in the finals also. But I'm putting them against the Sixers. I think the Sixers made some yeah, really good moves. Did, yeah. I think we'll see a Ben Simmons for James Harden trade in at some point in the season, and the That's Sixers game go changer, to the finals. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Brett though. I, I put down Lakers and Bucks, and I'm thinking probably the Bucks are going to take probably about six. So we do have producer Mike coming in, and he says Lakers and Celtics. Oh. Celtics, really? Off the maybe, board. maybe if Kemba can stay healthy, but yeah. it doesn't. They got rid of Hayward, so, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He went we'll to see. Charlotte. I don't know why. But. <laughs> well, 104 million. <laughs> Money does talk, eh? Anyway, that wraps up our uh, conversation on the NBA season. Uh, go Raptors. Obviously, we're all Raptors fans, so Absolutely, go Raptors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'll see you on the flip side for our goodbyes. Yeah. Before we get to the goodbyes, I did want to take note. We did get uh, a package that was actually delivered to us. So uh, we want to kind of thank uh, some of our fans out there that are, are supplying us with uh, beer paraphernalia. We, Christmas gift, if cri- you will. Yeah, yeah, Christmas gifts. So this episode's going to drop uh, relatively soon here. And uh, with that being said, if you do want to you know, supply us with a Christmas gift, just hit us up in our DMs and our Instagram, and we will be happy to give you some uh, shipping address information. Uh, but, but <laughs> what we a did great get some, subtle plug. <laughs> we, we did get some, some uh, growlers that went up from Sager Brewery. So coincidentally, obviously, my last name is, is Sager. And uh, so one of our faithful listeners since episode one. Uh, sent us some growlers from Sager Brewery, which is located, I believe, just outside of Rochester. Or is it in Rochester? In, in Rochester, yeah. Yeah, so nice. we, we appreciate that. So if you, And really nice-looking growlers, too. Yeah, We yeah. support all breweries, Kane, American, Absolutely. wherever. Right? We do yeah. not discriminate on this podcast. No, we do not. So as, uh, as Brett did mention, we will be back with our wrap-up. Thank you. Well, I guess that's all the time we have today for this curvy episode on Radical Road. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and Kawhi Leonard. Oh, nice. Well, hopefully Kawhi's listening. And I hope you guys uh, listen again every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode. So from all of us and producer Mike, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we are the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.